0: Should we start with just sharing that we are currently <laughs> in the car because we just went to eat pizza at folks, <laughs> yeah. and I just came back from traveling, and you've had like a hectic week, and so we decided to just do the podcast in the car.
1: <laughs> Dude, I'm all for it because I feel like it's kind of cozy.
0: It is actually, but like, yeah,
1: that's funny. It's a car
0: because I think about the many like so. A lot of times, Esther picks me up. We go to folks gets like get our pizza and then we she drops me off and we have like these car conversations
1: and it feels like i'm having one of those car (laughs) conversations with you that's facts. that's a good one also sorry my light bugs you my car alarm is on because safety first (laughs) yes obviously safety first (laughs) um steph i kind of want you to talk a bit about just to kind of dive in because i feel like it relates to what we want to talk about like how you feel from coming back from el salvador Mm. and your trip with your family
0: Yes, so for all those who don't know, I just came back from a trip um, to El Salvador, and I honestly, like, have so much to say, but just for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to try to, like, shorten it. Um, I feel like I just had a trip that, like, will just change the way I see life moving forward. And it sounds kind of dramatic, but at the same time, it isn't, just because it was my first time really diving into, like, my culture and, like, even the roots of just, like, where my parents come from in, in like, an adult, you know, like, version of myself, and it was just moving to see how different life is in, in El Salvador, like, the way people treat you, the way people love each other, uh, the way they're so grateful, and their faith is so strong. It just, like, really touched me, and just, I think, I think it changed me, like, as a person, really. I just, I hope to be more like them. I think they're always going to be my thoughts, like,
1: yeah. yeah. That's crazy, dude. That's, and I was telling stuff everyone, that I feel like I really saw that. Even through the photos that I saw, mm. like, and I don't know, just something about you going, and I know this is like your parents' hometown, and they grew up there, you know, so I'm sure that it was like life changing. Um, but kind of speaking of that kind of hospitality that you received and how that made you feel welcomed, um, it's kind of funny because me sharing my thoughts of you, uh, I've I've been seeing kind of this trend. I don't know if it's just within my circle, to be honest, like full transparency or just like our generation or the younger generations coming up. But I definitely feel like this sense of like self-isolation and almost I notice it in the grocery store when I'm, you know, near a cashier or whatnot. Um, And sometimes around people I know just kind of like this awkwardness. I feel like people are not really content with like a comfortable silence anymore um or just so in what is the word like just so busy with technology and social media that they forget that we need community and we need to be giving and we need to have that hospitality towards people um I feel like we're really missing that and I feel like our generation is really missing that but I feel like we really crave it yeah and so it's just kind of like for me maybe I'm being dramatic but these days it has been worrying me because these people that I think of and that I've seen like I I've been told like you know I'm feeling depressed and I'm feeling this and that and like we all go through those waves, but I truly feel like it's like this pattern of being self isolated and being or having that individualistic mindset but why if we like at the end of the day are craving the opposite
0: yeah and and speaking about the individualistic mindset like I think a lot of times in in a lot of developing countries or no not developing countries in um first world countries it's seen as this like you're being independent like focus on you and it wasn't until like this trip and going to this developing country that's like it's not about just you like you cannot survive if it's just about you like you have to help each other out and it wasn't until like I think I've, I've seen little glimpse of this in life here I think I don't know about you but we we did grow up still like in a version of that culture so I saw a glimpse of that but I think having this like full like rich two weeks of just that's all you get that made me realize like how wrong that independent mindset is like how like an example I would step into a home and in my mindset I'm thinking we're just coming in to like say hi drop something off and leave and and I don't know why like that feels kind of selfish to me like I'm just getting my errand done and we're leaving yeah over there like no they're like they pull up a chair like why are you standing like sit down like obviously like we're gonna talk And so we sit down and, like, let's talk. We're not talking for 10 minutes. Like, tell me about your life. Tell me about, like, your school. What do you do? Why do you do it? Like, talk. And then while we're talking, somebody's legit preparing food in the back. Like, (laughs) I kid you not. And then we're having dinner together. And then I end up leaving feeling, like, so full, not knowing that I needed that. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think here that doesn't happen often, so we do these errands or we just do things, like, quickly and we don't
1: realize, like, that we're lacking, we're lacking that. I think that's a good point, like, sorry about that. Parking lot (laughs) things.
0: (laughs) Parking lot things.
1: I think that's a good point, Steph, because I feel... I think that does have a lot to do with it like the way you were brought up and I think dude I wonder if it's like a cultural thing for us and like our circle of you know our parents immigrated to the U.S. and it's almost like this constant preaching of like make something of yourself Mm -hmm. and like work hard and like be different and do things differently which that in itself I feel like is super rewarding and breaks generational cycles but then I feel like now that I'm like saying all this I feel like when pursuing all that like the cost is kind of losing those values which mm-hmm. sucks like mm-hmm. i want to have both i recently learned the difference between uh,
0: i hope i don't butcher this but it was like um i forgot the words but i remember the definitions there is a difference between being like in being in this um majority culture or like or being a minority within the majority, but staying true to your roots and, like, keeping that with you while still being in a, let's say, like, for us, like, in a country where, like, people are majority white and we're Latinas, like, still staying true to that. There's a difference between that and then there's a difference between trying to blend in. Oh, like assimilating? Yes. Assimilating and the other one is acculturating or acculturation. um, That rings a bell, but I don't know if that's it. Something like that. And I feel like sometimes our parents didn't know they were doing this, but they were just, I'm sure they came here to this country and they saw like, oh, like, well, if we push them to blend in, they'll be successful. Mm. Um, But in a way, it, it did strip us from getting the full, the fullness of what we're talking about, like hospitality or like the community and all that stuff. Like we got a glimpse of it but maybe by blending in and being pushed into that we missed the full picture.
1: I like that. I kind of want to challenge that too. Like what about people within like the white culture? Like mm. do you think they're all super like individualistic or are we just kind of like assuming?
0: Mm. I think I've definitely I feel like it varies for sure because I've had families where it does feel like oh like like why why is everything so quiet (laughs) whereas i've had other families where they they've been just incredible at teaching me hospitality so yeah i maybe it varies in the white culture i don't know that's a good question yeah (laughs) let's just think about it i mean could it be that like i feel like in hmm I don't know like maybe it also depends like a lot of different things in life like what what kind of community did your did the parents grow up in and like maybe I'm I guess what I'm honestly what I'm trying to say is I grew up like very much in the church so even now I go to church where there's there's a lot of different people but there are some white people but I think because they're so like the practice of churches to be a community they've taught me so much about hospitality, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if that has to do with, like, faith more than, like...
1: I was going to say something similar. You, like, took the words right out of my mouth. But, yeah, I was, like, wondering that as well. And, like, kind of jumping off of that, something else that, like... Comes to mind just thinking of you going to El Salvador. Mm-hmm. Why am I saying it like that? I feel like I'm saying like El Salvador.
0: Dude, I wish I could say like that naturally, but I just always <laughs> grew up saying like El Salvador, which is so bad. I El, like El Salvador. Salvador.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, thinking of you going there and then just like having these thoughts lately of like the individualistic mindset and all that stuff. Like, I feel like because you and I are readers, I feel like in, an, in a lot of books I've read, I've seen this constant talk of like it takes a village to raise a child. Mm. And, like, I don't see that here either. Mm. But, like, growing up, I definitely feel like my mom's community and family were very, like, involved in my life. And I feel like that was such a huge thing for my development. And also, like, church. Like, that's such a community, right? Um, And obviously, like, I've been to Mexico and, like, have visited. And, like, that's on another level of what that saying means to them. Like, it takes a village. because literally having like someone else's kid over for like dinner one day or like making sure they get to school is like so common and then here it's like your parents do the most and maybe that's maybe that's why it, there's such a like hustle culture here too because you're like doing it all and like not allowing help hmm. um and just want it your way
0: yeah it does take a openness and a trust to say, like, yes, you can come into my family. And I trust you to, like, help me raise this child. Um, maybe that we, we could be pretty closed off at times. I, I noticed here we could be, we don't trust people that easily.
1: But why?
0: I, I, right now I'm, like, honestly wondering, like, really seriously why. Because just coming back from the trip, I'm thinking, like, safety-wise, guys. Like, here we're, like, over there, like it's It's better, but I notice like a lot of people don't live that safely, so I'm like, Why are we struggling to trust others when like over there they're taking that risk despite a lot of um like serious reasons why not to trust somebody, yeah, yeah, I and know. I guess
1: like I think obviously there's like a safety component, and that is such a fine line of like, okay, who's gonna be around my kid and like mm-hmm. but then also like having that openness that you're talking about, so I guess like. I don't know, dude. I'm literally like just wondering. speaking my thoughts out right now. Yeah. like I... Mm, I get. Maybe could it.
0: Could it be that like oh well, personally, like where my parents grew up, people like have known each other for years. It's like sometimes just like where you grew up. That's like where your family ends up growing up for generations whereas like, in the United States it's not like that. People are constantly moving. So yeah. you're you're just not like it's not as rooted. Maybe people aren't as rooted and so it's harder to like really like establish like a village. Like how how good of a village can you have if you're not deeply rooted in a
1: place? That's such a good point, dude. And that just like elevates more the concept of first gen. Yeah. Like that's seriously us and like we're creating those roots Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah you're so right like back in you know our family's home country they literally have known like their grandparents great great whatever dude yeah Yeah. you're right it's probably a
0: reason um yeah over there that's what it's like was one of the most like it's just like incredible things to see how, how they go way back way back and their stories are what keep these people still alive today because they've known each other since like yeah somebody like my although my grandma died like pretty young I like went and heard stories about her like she was still very much alive in this like pueblito like because of those roots that go way way back what a legacy I know it was so neat it's like I'm still like kind of thinking a lot about it and like processing but um when you brought today at dinner Esther brought that concept of like self-isolation and like it definitely coming back now I'm like gosh like we we need to work on this because it's not like this everywhere and I think we are missing out dude we are
1: missing out yes Mm -hmm. like I don't know. I think you and I are still kind of processing kind of, I think, well, me too, just thinking about seeing people firsthand and kind of like noticing things out like in public, just how people interact and even like challenging myself and like how I interact and how I'm being with people. And I always say like I recharge being alone, which is true. Like I need my alone time, but I think sometimes I take it to another level to maybe where I'm self-isolating. Um... Yeah. but with that in mind and that being said like what kind of advice do you think we can maybe give ourselves and whoever's listening yeah. to kind of like break out of that
0: um right now while you while you were why can't I talk while you were speaking um and how like I'm also i I don't really know what I am because I feel like I'm both like I'm a amnivert like I get introverted at times but I could be extroverted other times but during this trip there were times where I felt really introverted and I'm like I just want to be by myself but yet we would go somewhere somewhere where let's say if I was home I probably wouldn't have gone because I'm like I'm just no like I feel like being alone but we would go somewhere and it'd be awkward and there'd be some silence and stuff that for that reason I tend to ignore being in like a situation that way but every time it was worth it every time we went and I thought oh this is this is like these are strangers I didn't I don't really know them but like you know we're gonna go it always left I left so full and it made me now like coming back think even if you don't know these people or even if you feel like it's going to be awkward it and there might be moments where it will be and you'll sit in silence like show up like you will be really surprised what will happen when you gather with people and just like talk about life um it really does leave you like so full and like my advice would be like go go to that event or go to that um invitation like that you may be afraid to go to because you think you'll be alone or you think you'll be like awkward or the or there will be awkward moments like just show up and see what could happen because you might end up having like just what you needed
1: I love that dude I love that (laughs) I needed to hear that for sure I feel like my advice to us and to everyone listening would be to find I feel like this kind of goes back to the episode we made of the family you pick mm. to be mindful and intentional with the people you become friends with and allowing your life because that's i think ultimately going to determine whether you feel that fullness or not mm. you know
0: yeah i was i was telling somebody like when it comes to me being like introverted or extroverted like i think it depends on who i'm with like it depends if these people are draining me or if they're people that are really life giving it definitely changes how you experience the moment. Yeah. So yeah, be mindful of like what room are you stepping into before you just say yes to anything? Yeah. Um first make sure that these are people that you know like are 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 good people cuz yeah. sadly there are groups that are are not good for you like you just know it. You know they might not you know like in the past they they could have been maybe hurtful or, like, draining. So just be aware of, of that.
1: Yeah, and I think something else that comes to mind, too, is, like, to make sure we're all going in with the attitude where people want to be in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, not to rely on others to make us feel full and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. be that for someone else, too, you know? Yeah. And kind of meet each other halfway. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. good.
0: <laughs> that's good, because we have to also not just receive but like give that to others which means like going going to the topic we always talk about like working on ourselves. like how can we be like good people, good community for yeah. those around us because if you're that for if you're that for somebody like that will surround you. like it just grab it I think we're creatures that were meant to be in community. so if you're like this healthy individual that like really makes people feel safe and known that that's that's coming back to you it's like inevitable.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, dang it, I was going to say something and I forgot. No. Oh, dude, one time, I forget who. It was someone on YouTube. Long time ago, I saw this video. Um, and I think it was just, like, this random, like, Q&A. LOL, dude. Um, <laughs> but, We've all been there. <laughs> I think someone asked, like, the YouTuber, like can i get like a good boyfriend or like how can i like some something about relationship dude and this was actually like a pretty good advice the youtuber was like you know what like just really work on yourself and kind of challenge yourself of like how can you become the one for someone and i kind of feel like that relates back to community that relates back to friendship and it can i think most definitely romantically like what are you doing for you to be the one to someone you Mm -hmm. know
0: yeah that's good that's so good i think that reminds me of um another book that we you we talk a lot about that book um the ruthless elimination of hurry he also wrote another book on relationships and he kind of said he did yeah it's called loveology which is so clever because like biology but like the study of love instead loveology i want to read it it's very good but he technically says like so many people are constantly striving to be like i want this 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 from a person why don't you like change the mentality of like how can you be that person that other like individuals praying for or wanting or desiring like you start to realize like it's important like he was saying like don't do it just for them but you'll soon realize how great it will be for you to do that work for yourself
1: like yeah yeah I agree with that Mm. 100% dude um kind of like speaking of challenging yourself and thinking self-reflecting or whatever um two books that I need to talk about again dude okay (laughs) I have read actually a lot this summer and one book that I recently finished is The Four Cornerstones. Like, I officially finished it. I feel like the last time I told you about it, I was, like, in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, but highly recommend it. Highly recommend challenging it, questioning it, allowing it to challenge you, allowing it to trigger you. Um, and then, of course, The Defining Decade, which I feel like dude, I have posted once many times on my Instagram <laughs> and have told everyone I know about it, but, like, those will really make you think and especially during your salad days when you know your brain is still developing yeah
0: just like really
1: be a sponge and like take it in yeah i'm i just started that book and esther gave it
0: to me for my birthday it's a funny second it is so good and it's already helping me to like almost just realize like your 20s yes like they're exciting and like they're they're a time to really discover yourself and they're also a time to invest in like who you want to be um and that is also a serious thing i think your 20s are a mixture of like excitement and adventure but also uh investment and like self-discovery and really setting that like tra- tra- trajectory yeah. trajectory for the kind of person you want to be and in the future you want to have you know if god willing but yeah, so far, I've just been, like, soaking it in, for sure.
1: Dude, yeah, it's it's amazing. Again, the author's Meg Jay. I, like, honestly, dude, I kind of want to, I don't know if this is even possible, but I'd love to email her, like, send her a letter and be like, dude. Dude, do it. I don't know if you're going to get this, but. <laughs> do it. Yeah, dude, I love her.
0: Does she live in like i have no idea california i
1: don't know actually So i wonder
0: if she's like um with her fame with the book i wonder if she has like conferences or stuff that she goes dude to. I, would,
1: I need to look that up for sure but now that you're kind of saying that um later throughout the book i think she mentions the east coast i think she's over there mm-hmm. and then it's kind of funny because the therapist we love from couples therapy yeah, she's in the she's east coast there?
0: yeah <gasps> we need to go to the I east know, coast don't gonna hunt them
1: down <laughs>
0: let's go what? on a therapy tour and like visit our favorite our favorite therapist dude
1: i would love that
0: <laughs> dude i would love that too
1: i'm just, there like, learn
0: from them i'm there dude so are you starting your master's in august
1: yeah
0: dude um the 30th the 30th just really because th- sorry i kind of changed the subject but not really because it's like your master's is still on like c- counseling and yeah. yeah, that's coming soon. How are you feeling?
1: Yeah, I'm feeling excited. Um I'm feeling really blessed because if anyone knows me, like has known my journey, everyone knows that. I've had such a weird roller coaster of finally finding something that I love career wise. Um Meg J being one of them who woke me up, but second, kind of just like putting myself out there. And so the program The name of the program is um, College Counselor Student Development, so it's basically to continue being, like, a college counselor or just, like, prepare me and other students to pursue anything in higher education. I feel like my ultimate goal, like, long-term goal, is to one day be some sort of, like, director or dean. Um, Short-term goal would be, like, continuing to be a a college counselor but, um, like, move forward in that. And then um, maybe, like, some sort of coordinator for, like, higher education like UCs community colleges Cal States um, and I just feel so blessed because now that I'm starting I'm like dude like had you asked me this like what are you doing next year I would I would been like I, I don't even know where I'm working <laughs> um, but it's been such a 180 and I just feel like so many prayers answered I feel so grounded in this aspect and it's it feels rewarding to be honest um, so I'm I'm feeling excitement I was feeling kind of nervous last month in July and just even like asking dumb questions like wait do i need a backpack like do i need this <laughs> like just being anxious no it's such like yeah. yeah like i remember yeah just not even knowing where to start yeah and now i'm like dude i'm ready and like my orientation is the 19th of august so just ready That's for so that so soon i know it's like next week i think yeah but this is yeah. i just want to say
0: like being someone who saw you go through that journey I'm almost like, how did I not see that this was the career? (laughs) Like, it's so obvious that, like, you thrive in not just counseling, but I think you are someone who really sees, like, the potential in people. And I'm thinking of students and their futures. And, like, I'm just like, why did I not even see this sooner? Because it's perfect for you.
1: Dude, well, thank you. But, you know, I don't think any of us saw it just because I think I I was so clouded by, like, The tears that I would literally cry in, like, Mm -hmm. my confusion. But I think just stepping into college itself, it almost clicked for me. I'm Mm -hmm. like, wait, like, I kind of thrive in this environment, you know? So I actually kind of want to say a story that I recently had with a student. Yeah. It's kind of funny, dude, because a lot of my interactions are via email, phone, slash phone, Uh and, like, they don't know that I'm, like, just a 23-year-old, and some of the students coming back to get their master's are, like, 30-plus years old. Oh and so it's kind of funny that I'm even kind of helping these people along the way but dude um, since last fall there was this 44 year old man who wanted to be like a school psychologist Mm -hmm. he started his application last year has like slowly worked on it dude so much for him was going wrong like for this specific program you need like a background check you need your CBEST scores recommendation letters and everything was just like not smooth for him to the point where he was like dude i'm done with this like i'm i'm done and like for me i can only do so much to convince someone to move forward but long story short dude um last month he submitted had an interview because you have an interview for school psychology and he got in dude and when i saw that because i get notified and, and that's like the most rewarding part of my job i literally get to call students and say like dude you're in and like whatever so literally when I saw his name, I was like, no way, like Aww. no way, dude. And so I literally call him. Also, side note, he had applied to many other schools, um, public schools that were super impacted um, and did not get accepted and super sad, dude. Don't want to say the school, but one of them was like, you're kind of old to start coming into this field really and i'm like dude that's kind of ageist it's very ageist yes and And that's a lie yeah and he was just like super like bummed you know and was like giving up like you can feel it i'm so mad right now i know dude and it's like really why are you in higher telling like people exactly yeah yeah Anyway, dude, so literally I saw his name and then I have to send him an email basically saying congrats. But then the cool thing about my job at Azusa, like this is actually super unique to Azusa. Like we get to call them and say like you've been accepted. I think like private Christian universities do this, but public schools, you just get like an email. So I was so excited to call him. I literally call him and I was like, dude, like you're in like you got in and like literally silence. And then you hear him sob.
0: Stop. And I
1: literally, like, teared up. And he was, like, he literally was... He calls me Mariella because that's my first name. Yeah. He's like, Mariella. like, you didn't give up on me. And I was like, no, like, you didn't give up. And, you know, and it's, like, moments like that where I'm like, dude, I'm, like, at the right place. Like, I just feel it, you know? (laughs) I'm like, I don't even know what to say. I'm just, like, that and so he's starting school on that's the 30th special. as well <laughs> that's special and to, so you'll see him no because he'll be in the oc campus oh. and i'll be like at the main campus okay but Aww. yeah so it's moments like that where it's like super like reaffirming for me that's to say a little stressful sometimes <laughs> yeah i'm sure but it's so rewarding when yeah. something like that like i'm st- uh, i'm sorry i'm like still taking in the whole <laughs> sobbing part the silence And And I think what got to my heart, Steph, is that, like, his wife was, like, on, I was on speaker, basically, so his wife heard. And his wife was like, thank you, Mariella. like, he really wanted this, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, (laughs) you have, like, a whole family, like, oh gosh. What do you want to leave off with, Steph? Leave us with a bang. With a bang? Hmm... I don't wrap. I'm
0: trying to think. Oh, I learned something from like a post, but it's like not really quote or anything, just a practice, guys, that like I was scrolling through actually Pinterest and I saw this like drawing and basically it just said, hey, you, real quick, <laughs> relax your jaw. <laughs> take a deep breath release and that's it but it made me feel better so i want to share that a good one, dude.
1: <laughs> i'm gonna re-listen to this and do it
0: yeah no it really because i didn't realize how tight my jaw was until like hey you <laughs> relax your jaw i was like oh yeah <laughs> did i forget i think a lot of us have like just like Not because we're maybe super stressed, but because we're just, like, always on go, 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 that when you relax it. Actually, in the post, it showed that, like, it sends a signal to your vagus nerve that, like, you're relaxing when you relax your jaw. Wow. So, it does actually help you.
1: I actually feel relaxed right now.
0: Good. (laughs)
1: That's a good way to end. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening.
0: Yes. We love you, and until next time. Bye. Bye.